This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. The hour of 8 o'clock. Thank you so much to Champlain Auto Services for powering our 8 o'clock news brief. They're on the Eastern Main Road, just opposite Carrier Brewery. Can't miss them whatsoever. Can't just look for the sign. Just look for the sign, alright? Got some traffic there. You pull across. Get whatever you need done, alright? Give them a call 662 6545 or like them. On social or follow as well. Anything to do with your vehicle, and they also do fleet management. Alright. So thank you so much, Champlay Auto. Traffic wise, it's still very heavy. Every route's got some traffic. Automara Val, the solo. You got some traffic there as well. Alright, there's an accident I said earlier on. Um, between Freeport and Hoover um, on the southbound lane of the Solo, alright? So, there you go. Of course, leaving San Fernando, not too bad with San Fernando. We got some traffic there. If you're in Port of Spain area, yep, Sinclair to be exact, uh, Serpentine Road is blocked. The tree has fallen across the roadway. So you have to take an alternate route. That's Serpentine Street out in St. Clair. The tree has fallen, so please take an alternate route. Going through heavy, going through Princess Town as well, okay? A quick traffic update for you. Hope it helped you out on one way or the other, all right? Let me just get into a quick truck here. Speaking of water and fry, hmm. It's only because we are Trinis to Zibo. Islands in the sun, islands in the fun.
rain today. Turning to the bone, David Rudder. At 12 and a half minutes after the hour of 8 o'clock. Was that rich? I said that was a remix. I don't know what you call that. I don't think it's a remix at all. Not on your part. And what it did, and what it did in that Atlanta episode, because as I said before, that there was always somebody knocking and leaving this package and he kept dropping back the package. And at the end of it, um, when he opened the package, because it, he eventually decides he's opening the package. It's pictures of um, the nanny, Sylvia, and the little boy. Like she went and she took pictures with him, so both mm-hmm. of them posing, like family pictures. Mm-hmm. But it's the nanny and the boy. There's pictures of her and the little boy, and then they cut to the little boy lying in his bed, and he looks at the chair that she usually sat in, and said, good night, Sylvia, as he turns to sleep. And then they, they they brought up Trinity the Bone, but it was like an acoustic um, uh, version. Sh- no, yeah, an acoustic version, but very slow, oh. very slow. And, and, and I, I think it was like a woman singing it. So I'm singing, if I remember correctly, singing sweet, sweet TNT. Oh, how I love her. You know, but very slowly mm-hmm. as the credits rolled. So it's a little touching, you know. What's touching? Hmm. I have to look for that and watch it. Oh, please, you know you're not watching a damn thing. You reach home, you eat, your belly get big and fat, and then you lie down and you sleep like a big whale. You just say that. I haven't had breakfast yet. Anyway, Mr. Patrick is on the line. Yes, Mr. Patrick. Good morning, Mr. Patrick. I don't know what happened there. All right. Mr. Patrick just so, is, is so um, always calling. He's calling, he's getting called. Yeah, I know. Mr. Patrick, right. yeah, you're there. Yeah, yeah. That's some nice Trini recipe. That's in good. A lot of people don't know about it. Yeah, I know. Ruben just sent a whole set there to, to our little group. Yeah. It's a one called um, a Concrete. You remember that one? Concrete? Yeah. Richard Face? I don't know. Concrete? I've never heard of that. But what is concrete? Concrete is, is that I'm nice cook up. Pigeon peas cook up. That I'm nice. That I'm nice. This one that is called concrete. Salt beef or pig tail or, or salt fish. That's what I call it concrete. Oh, please. Just because salt. somebody make up a name and call it concrete that doesn't mean the whole of Trinidad and Tobago calling it concrete. Oh, right. It's a one called the body rice. It's your body rice, right? Right, yeah. body rice. Right. right. It's a okra rice. Spinach yes. rice. Right. Yes. It's a, a tractor grease. You know what tractor grease? Say that again. Tractor grease. Tractor grease? Yeah. All this wrong on all. You're sitting in your road Let and you, you and your partners are always be drinking punch and just decide all the coming up with name for dishes. <laughs> That when all the that all the cook no, when all the drunk. No boy, a pumpkin boy. That is pumpkin because it's pumpkin yellow. They call it tractor grease. I have yeah. never heard that. Never heard that myself. You never heard that. Tractor grease. I cannot go to any restaurant or Creole food restaurant in Trinidad and Tobago and say, "Hey, I'm um, giving some tractor grease there with my rice, now please." Very, very local. They don't call it boy. 
Actually, no, we, what do you mean? You're talking like if we from you're talking like we we from Barbados or something. We from here, you, you know. Place, I never heard a tractor grease. No, no. As concrete. No. As cook up. <laughs> uh, yes, I know about cook up and all of that. But yeah, I cannot see myself concrete. going into a restaurant, a Creole restaurant or whatever, and saying, "Ah, uh, give me tractor grease or give me concrete." They'll right. look at me Let like me a man. Let me tell you why they call it dal and rice concrete. Dal and rice after rising. A little while, it does get hard. That's you know, why they call it so. The shop that is because it's pumpkin yellow. You know? So a man going to you want some sara. Sara and pumpkin grease. Well, if you don't know I... what you're talking about. <laughs> my only explanation, my only explanation for all of this, Mr. Patrick, is uh, that these names were invented for those dishes for people prior to 1962. <laughs> so all the people that born before 1962 probably know what you're talking about. Yeah. But all of the it people that born know. after 1962 have no clue. Right. You know about Uku? Of course you know Uku. 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 Not Kuku. No, Uku. I reckon we have to go to the tree. We put in pot. Huh? They put that in the pot. Yeah, people will call you and tell you, yeah. You're you talking about the red liquid? Alright. It's a little it's a little seed of from tree and uh, boy you can make that. Right, and a lot, a lot of the um Amerindians do it and stuff. I know right. we and, right, I, right. I know yeah, I know that, but right. um a dumpling um, and scrub cook up with coconut milk. You know what I want? Yeah. Cow tongue. No, I'm not eating yes. nothing with no cow tongue. No. A cow tongue is the flour when they roll it. They put it, they have it in the center. I want to put it in the picture. Thing. When you boil it, cook. When you float it, cook. They eat cow tongue, the big dumpling. Right? It tells a lot of things a lot of people in Chile that are living here really don't know nothing about it. Yeah. Right? A lot of wild meat, different names they call it, and a lot of people don't know that about it. All right, well, wild, wild, wild meat, you will catch me because I don't eat wild meat. Yeah, so yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. dishes they call in wild meat, I will have no clue because I don't eat wild meat. Uh, here we are reading something when they say snakes and alligator will be extinct because we want to protect them, right? Somebody was reading that the other day. And yeah, we were we eat. were talking about it, and I was and I th- and I think one of us said why, why they want to protect people <laughs> eating everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of one of the one of the power backers who said why let them go extinct. <laughs> alligator and snake. <laughs> you know, people eating the whole alligator now, and the whole. Snake. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, people eating everything. One of my partners said he went up to uh, uh, Thailand, a Thailand boy, to play football. He said he ate for nearly a month until he had to eat uh, them eating everything out there. Mm. <laughs> cockroach, cockroach, he said he ate it out there. Rats, yeah. all kind of things. I'm <laughs> not so adventurous. I am not that adventurous at food. I'm all not. Right, boys. Well, here you go, go Thailand. Yeah, so well, th- thank you very much for your education on um, on Trinidad dishes, according to Mr. Patrick. Mm-hmm. Like local, local name they call it. That is local name. All right. Mm. When Americans come to Trinidad, they want some of that concrete. A lot of them want that to take sail or salt, beef or salt fish. Yes, they want that. 
you know i know of course most I'm, uh, a lot of uh, most of our listeners are trinidadian listening and i know many of them don't know those names no yeah yeah sure but that was who knows all you right. may have some who know it but i'd be I, yeah. i'd be surprised if it's as much as four look the boiler and fry thing and my father used to make that for us when we was so young that small and i never know the name of that until i get big man and started lying by river and lying by people cooking it <laughs> you know <laughs> i already call the little boiler and fry and, and cook up i already use that word as well the modern word saute <laughs> yeah, man. You're going to get some of the saute provision. Saute. Boil and fry. All right, Oli. All right, Boil and fry. All right, Mr. Fry. Patrick. Thanks for your uh, Trini cuisine education. Yeah, boy. No kidding, huh? And Mr. Patrick talking to us as if we are not Trini's, huh? Eh? Like, only talking about concrete. What the hell is concrete? You know about cow tongue? Which is dumpling. What is it? Wrap up in ham or something like that? I don't even know what it was. And Ugh. tractor grease. Tractor grease. I have never heard anybody say, boy, you have any tractor grease? I really feeling for tractor grease. Boy, I'm so hungry. I could eat a whole bowl of tractor grease. That is not a Trinidad saying. I'll go buy wings and order tractor grease. No man. Anyway, we're taking calls. Yeah, to do talk. Two to do eight two five five six one two eight two five five. North Americans eight six six five two five ten ninety nine. Of course, it's Thursday morning. The weekend begins tonight, people. At yeah. a second after midnight. Good morning, caller. We'll be in the weekend. Morning. Yes, yeah. The, the double dose of two vaccines plus the um the including the, the one shot as well all right so that's 58 percent but 49 percent took one shot they did not go back to the rest for the other one or the booster you cannot add the 58 to the 49 and then say, well, then we have 99% or whatever. It is simply that the only 49% took it to be one shot. They didn't go back. And 58% completed it. 49% of what figure? Well, it would have to be 49% of... Um, the amount of people who are taking the vaccine. Because if 50.8% is fully vaccinated, then that 49% that only took one shot and are not fully vaccinated is what number? We know 711,000 are fully vaccinated. 700 and change to be one shot. 700 and change to be two shots. So you can't add the 600 and no, nobody is purporting to add them, you know. We just find it confusing. So when you say when you say six hundred people took the one shot, that six hundred figure is not any seven hundred and eleven. Yeah, so it's very confusing because the seven hundred and eleven are people who uh-huh. are fully vaccinated. 
711,000. So what what figure constitutes the people who only took one shot and are not fully vaccinated? Which is incredulous. Because there's so many people who have taken no shot at all. Yeah, but 600,000 people could not have only taken one shot and are not been counted in the fully vaccinated group because if 600,000 people only took one shot, then it means the vast majority of Trinidadians entered some health center or somewhere and got at least one shot, which is not what the facts are. A lot of people never got any shot at all. That is what they keep saying on the Wednesday report. Right, which is why we say it's confusing. And, and they even went on to say 100,000 and change to um, the booster. Yes, which is, which is a clear figure. 180 yeah. something thousand took the booster shot, which is a clear figure. Yeah. I understand that. Uh-huh. Out of And that will be 180 something thousand out of That's the 711. And that's fine. 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 And that's the COVID-19 vaccine vaccination coverage. So they have persons vaccinated with the first dose of a two-dose regime. That's 690 plus thousand. And then the people vaccinated with the second dose of the two-dose regime is 654 plus thousand. So 690 got the first dose of a two-dose. And of that 690, 654,000 got the second dose. There's approximately then 36,000 people who took a first dose but haven't yet gotten a second dose. And then there's the people in the single dose regime, 56,000. So when you add these people from the single dose regime of 56,000, and you add the people who have had the second dose from the two dose regime is 654,000. That's how you get completed vaccination regimen 711,000. Okay? So there would be 36,000 people who had the first dose of a two dose, but haven't had the second dose. And why can't they simply say that? Say 711,000 people fully vaccinated, 36,000 with one dose and did not complete the regimen, and X amount not vaccinated at all. I agree with you, because if, if you present information, it should be easy to understand. I do agree with you. There are yeah. lots of ways to present things to enhance understanding, especially with people who don't have a background in math so statistics or logic and I mean sets and subsets used to be things that were taught at primary school but how many people would remember right so I agree with you that 
it's not presented in a way that it makes people feel it's clear and that it's consistent with only 50% of the population being vaccinated. But the reality is, if you look at the data clearly, and you look at the description that goes with it very clearly, and you add up the different lines, it is that there's only 711,000 people completely vaccinated, and then there's another roughly 36,000 people who've had a first dose of a two-dose vaccination, but obviously they've not yet had the second dose. Mm. All right, thank you. Well, thank you very much for clearing where, where that. Where calling us from? UK. The UK, across the pond. All right, thank you so much. Caller. Yes, and you know, before I hang up, can I please say, on behalf of all <clears throat> of the child hooligans in the UK, we wish the Archbishop Gordon a very swift recovery from COVID. I didn't even know he had COVID. So that's also yes, information they're providing. Yes, in the newspapers on the weekend. Oh, okay. No, I didn't read newspapers. But I've not seen anything about it um, in the last couple of days. So I do hope it's yeah. getting better. Any update mm-hmm. here? There hasn't been any update. Yeah. So maybe we could yeah. try and reach out, Steve and Paul, through our new Zoom. Maybe we could try and yeah, reach out. Yeah, I'll make that um, call. Yeah, Archbishop. you know, it's, I don't know if you've ever had, I've had COVID a few times, and it, it can be really, really rough and dumb. Um, would be nice to make somebody feel that everybody's rooting for them to get better when they're ill. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we do, I mean, okay. we do communicate with the Archbishop from time to time. So we yeah. try and reach out yeah. try and call to him our him. connections yeah. and find out what's going on. Wishes and hopeful improved health. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks yeah. a lot. Oh, okay, All you right. guys have a nice day. Bye-bye. You too, take care. All right. Um, well, let's, we'll find out. Yeah, we could probably reach um, reach out and to find out how he's doing and stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know because I didn't read papers over the weekend at all. At all, at all, at all. So, to do to talk, to do to We're taking your calls as we head towards 9 a.m. on this Thursday morning. So, to do to talk, to do and 612 North Americans, you can communicate with us toll free at 866-525-1099. Of course, Trini, Trinidadians, the Begonians, and other listeners from other parts of the world, you'll have to ring 1-868-222-TALK, 222-8255. And people on the web and the app, well, you know what to do. You know what to do. Where did Paul go? He probably fell asleep. So we are taking your calls. Two 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 talk two 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 eight two five five six one two eight two five five on this Thursday morning. Ooh. Well, Rich, I do have the Archbishop online. Um, so I would say good morning to you, Archbishop. Good morning. How are you keeping today? We are keeping well, and we want to find out um, how you doing. Yeah, we, we just had a caller from the UK, Archbishop, who indicated that in the media over the weekend, it indicated that you had come down with COVID. 
Mm-hmm. And it was news to me. I didn't really read newspapers. And I said, you know, we have been, we, we speak to you from time to time. And, and it b- would be remiss of us not to find out how you're doing, how things are going with you. And so that's the, the, result, the result of the call this morning. Yeah. Well, I'm doing, I'm doing really well, you know. It, I've had mild symptoms for the most part. Mm-hmm. A little bit congested. Um, more of a, you know, head, sinus, chest kind of thing. Um, but my numbers have been consistently good. My oxygen levels have been consistently good. Um, the doctors check on me. So I am doing really well. And, uh, Is it? you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's great to know. And I'm, of course, because I'm one of our listeners, the same you listen from the UK, UK express concern to, you know, to know how you're going. So that certainly will be, will assuage any concerns that she has. I, but you know, Archbishop, from a human point of view, and because you're such a strong man of faith, you know, when people get COVID, they get anxious, um, they get, you know, um, family members get worried. In terms of somebody who is deeply religious as you are, is it that you you still get anxious when you realize that you were COVID positive? But, and, and is it that your faith um, um, assuages that anxiety because you leave everything in the hands of God? How do you face it from a, from a spiritual perspective? Actually, the, the, the moments before I figured out what it was, um, was more, more difficult because I woke up in the morning and I knew I wasn't feeling well. I knew I traveled um, the, on the weekend. We had a big event in St. Lucia, so I traveled at Cape, come back in. I woke up, wasn't feeling well, and I have home kids, so I took a, a, a test tested negative, so I said, all right, so it's not that. Um, this could be Sahara dust, this could be bad, bad sinus. But during the day, just not feeling feeling 100%, and just feeling it. Um, and then I went and I did a, a test that evening in, in one of the places where you could get a test mm-hmm. um, thing. And once I knew it was COVID, I said, all right, so I know what this is. Um, all right, let me put everything in place now. So... It, the, it was more not knowing when I got my negative test what it is I was dealing with and why my body was feeling the way it was feeling. That, that was the harder piece. Um, once I knew, I relaxed and I said, okay, good. Um, this is COVID. There are protocols for this. I remember seeing something. I went back and I started to read one time. <laughs> um, keep your lungs exercised properly. Check your oxygen levels, hydration. Um, and I just started all the protocols quickly and made sure that um, I had everything done and in place. No, I haven't, I haven't felt um, anxious about it or felt, you know, in any way that this is a, the worst thing in the world. Um, thank God this is Omicron and not, not Delta. That makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, a year ago, um, it would have been a different COVID you would have had completely. Um, so, you know, that too helps because it's gotten so so much milder now than it was six months ago. So you just um, you just trust God, but but the most important thing is that you keep you keep checking your numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know you know you know what is interesting about your response is your response leans towards the science of it and the information that generates from the science of it, um, because you always have the narrative or you have had the narrative globally. And you've had the narrative in Trinidad and in a Trinidad and Tobago context 
about people saying, well, I'm not getting vaccinated. Jesus will take care of me. I believe in Jesus. The blood of Jesus will protect me. God will protect me. And they, they, um, they lean heavily on the spiritual aspect of it in terms of the protection from the virus. And here you are, um, in terms of your articulation of your experience, um, even though you, you, you touched on the spiritual, you, you pretty much focused on the numbers, the science of it, the information coming out from the science. What you, what you, how do you account for those kind of disparate views and how people look at it, even people who are spiritually inclined? I mean, I am fully vaccinated and I, I trust that Jesus will protect me, you know? But you know, when you have a pandemic like this, um, and I have no doubt that the mild case I have is not just that I have Omicron, but, but also that because I'm fully vaccinated, that I'm, I, you know, the, the, the virus has not taken a heavy toll on my body. The, um, the worst day was the first day before I figured out what, what, was, what was going on in my body. But for me, you know, if, if I was um, unvaccinated, oh, I would have been, I, I would have been in, a, in, a, in a mess because now I don't know what, what to expect, how bad it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, you do what you're supposed to do. You, you do all the precautions that, that um, God puts for you to do. And then you trust God in everything that you're, that you're doing and you live, you live your life fully without an anxiety. And, and without regret, so that, you know, do I have regret? No, because I've, I've taken precautions. I keep my mask on. I don't, I don't um, easily take my mask off unless, you know, you're eating. So I've done all the precautions I have. I get it. Um, well, praise be to God, you know, and trust that this God is going to see me through this one too. But I'm going to do all the things that I'm supposed to do. Is this the first time you've contracted it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Not, so um, how do you? So how does? As uh, how do you? Because I mean, you must have heard the. You must have heard people, even Catholics, who who are resistant to taking the vaccines, and believe that everything is in the hands of God. How do you balance the scientific informational approach against the totally spiritual approach? And why is it important to strike a balance, in your opinion? Well, you know, I'm not even sure there's a balance, you know, because in the temptations of Jesus, when, when the devil took him up to the parapet of the, of the temple and said to him, jump, jump, you know, use the Son of God, um, jump. He said, not, not, nothing will happen to you, not a, a, not, nothing... The angel will guide you and, and, and give you a soft land and you jump. That's not spirituality, you know. That's not spirituality. That, that's presumption. And there's a huge, huge difference. And there are many people who are, who are what they're calling spirituality is actually presumption. You pre, you're presuming on God. And, and that, that is not faith. Faith says, you know, they have laws of nature. There's something called gravity. You don't try to defy it because you're the son of God. You, you, um, you, and, and Jesus answered them back with scripture. You know, um, do not put the Lord your God to the test. 
So if you want, if you want to go with spirituality, you gotta go with, with do not put the Lord your God to the test. So you but didn't to, Jesus? But didn't Jesus defy um, the rules of physics when he walked on the water? Yes, but that is a that is a different thing. That's not not out of a temptation. That's out of a revealing who he was to his disciples. Um, it wasn't out of of him him um, proving that 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 you know to the devil or to anybody else anything. So how do you how do you live your life not putting the Lord your God to the test on the one hand, and at the same time how do you live your life? With your with your life as a life of faith in God, on the other hand, and and that's the paradox of Christianity, and is the paradox of faith. You know, when we were children, I learned a little prayer. Um, do when you're studying for exams, do everything as if it all depended upon you, and pray as if it all depended upon God. Not one or the other. You do both. And I think that, that what people want to do is absolve themselves of their human responsibility while putting all the responsibility on God. And then you get COVID, you get a bad episode, um, something goes real, real wrong, and then you're blaming God for, for not taking care of you. That's irresponsible. Yeah. Hmm. Because I know it, it sometimes, some, sometimes I think people have uh, 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 problems analyzing both parts even though yeah. uh, even though you can navigate both sides but some people you know deliberately um, um polarize it and say yeah. it's one or the other when it's not necessarily one or the no, other no it's it's actually a paradox all faces in paradox two statements that you can put opposite to each other but it's how you hold it two together that God asks us to live as human beings. So it's, 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 not, um, it's, it's not doing it as if everything depends on me. And it's not um, saying, well, you know, God will save me, so I will go and be risky and, and go zesting and, and, and not wear a mask and, and do all kind of foolish things, and God will save me. It, it's how, how do we live our life um, as human beings, fully acknowledging our humanness, and as spiritual beings, Fully acknowledging our Creator. As we have you on the line, because the the Pope, of course, um, made international news, as he often does. Um, he made international news a couple of days ago, or was it yesterday, with regard to the basic rebuke, a kind of rebuke to the patriarch of the Russian Orthodox Church, and and basically berated him and telling him, "Don't become an altar boy to Vladimir Putin." Um, <laughs> in, with regard to the Ukraine Russia war. Um, what's your perspective um, on on that issue? You know, these are these are complex um, geopolitical realities. Okay, the the church um, in in the east, you know, and and um, Putin is is uh, an Orthodox Christian, um, and and sometimes. Sometimes, unfortunately, as we had in the in the um, in the Second World War, sometimes religious leaders, rather than being religious leaders, are nationalist figures. And and I think basically what the Holy Father is saying is, you're a spiritual leader of a people, and 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 not uh, an altar silver of 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 this of this leader. 
and, and as a spiritual leader of a people, you have to ask what the mind of God is in, in this conflict and not seek what is your national good in the conflict. You have to get above the national good and get to the mind of God. And, and it's only in that transition from the national good to the mind of God that a, a leader, a spiritual leader, is actually a spiritual leader um, speaking on God's behalf. And I, I think that that's, that's kind of at the, the heart of what the Holy Father is saying. But, but, you know, knowing the mind of God is such a difficult thing, to, at least from my perspective, because in, in, as a human being, you have your inherent prejudices and biases and blind spots. Absolutely. And so that, so that when you are thinking, because that patriarch of the Russian Orthodox Church could be saying, well, I am listening to the mind of God, and the mind of God is telling me that this is justified. How, yeah. how, how, how do you, how do you decide whose message is correct in analyzing the mind of God as you reference? Well, that's where discernment comes, comes in. You know, um, attacking, attacking a, 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 a country that is neutral, and you attack them. Could that be in the mind of God? Um, millions of people are, are displaced. Is that in the mind of God? People are, are, are dying in a war because you believe that that territory really belongs to you when that country has existed now for how many ever years. Is that in the mind of God? You know, these are the things that, that you have to, to step back and discern. But, but nationalism is very heady. Eh? It is a toxic drug that, that sometimes the, the spiritual leaders drink and therefore act more like a national leader than a, a man of God. And, and that's always a dangerous, dangerous place to be. And I think that that's what the, the Holy Father was, was cautioning, that, that you, know, um, you, you are not a national leader. You are, you are a man of God. And therefore, your perspective has to rise above the national interest to the interest of God looking at his people. And I mean, there, 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 there's so many examples of, of that that you, you have to be able to see and, 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 and rise above and, and, and act it. Yeah. I suppose it's all, it comes back to, because at one point in mankind's history, um, religion and politics almost spoke from the same pulpit um, right. because they were so intertwined and of course, now in Western democracies and in constitutional democracies, you have you have separation. that separation of church and state, yeah. because which is of important. because yeah, which is an important aspect. But at what point does uh, as a leader, because you also are a leader in terms of uh, the church, the Catholic Church, but at what point does a leader challenge the state's perspective or the the civil political? Um, um, dictates and how do you know when to challenge it? Because I know a lot of times religious leaders try, try to maintain um, a closer to a silence on a lot of issues. Not all, not all the time. But, but how do you know when it is that you have to speak out? Well, you know, I, I take the view that you, I am not a political commentator. 
So the media would love me to make a statement on every everything that passes on every day. And, and no, that's not my role. Um, and I resist it completely. I choose when I'm going to speak. And I choose the, the topics I will speak on. Um, and if you look at the, the four and a quarter years since I've been back in, in Port of Spain, you know the topics I speak on. And, yeah. and they're the, the areas where I feel, you know, the national um, view is a little bit too narrow. And, and we have to widen that view and, and embrace, embrace a, a broader horizon. So, like, when I would speak out on, on the migrant issue, um, xenophobia is never in the service of anybody, not, not the country itself and not, not the, um, the people who have come and, and who need to be welcomed or, or national violence. Um, you know, how do we deal with the spate of violence that we are facing right now, the violence in the school system? How do we how do we understand that violence in the school system? Do we bring back the rod and, and start beating children? No, um, we have to learn how to to, to understand these kids. They, they've been they've been through the worst in a pandemic. Two years of lockup. Most of the children giving trouble have not been parented properly for two years. No adequate supervision for two years. Two years of, of lack of socialization and lack of development. And we bring them back out and we expect them just to shake up and be okay. They can't. We have to address that from a developmental perspective where we, we, we start understanding the pain of that child while we understand the harm that this child is causing. So we, we have to find new ways of, of seeing the things that are, that are in front of our eyes and addressing them in, in different ways to help people to grow and develop, to become the best that they can become. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I suppose that's where we can end it. I mean, a, a rather informal and, and just serendipitous, serendipitous a sort of interview with you. Um, I'm just checking on your health. Um, but so thank, thank you, you so Archbishop Gordon, for speaking with us and, you know, giving us a spiritual perspective of different things this morning. Yeah. Thank you so much, Archbishop. All right. God bless. And feel better quickly and tell all the staff hello for us. All righty. All right. Bless. Take care. All Everyone the best. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Likewise. All right. All right. That was the Archbishop of Port of Spain, Stephen Gordon. All right. Take a quick break, Richie Rich. Um, Permission granted. Oh, thank you, boss. Do you need to get work done on your vehicle? Look no further than the Auto Champions. Champlay Auto Services. From vehicle inspection to shutdown service, they do it all. Champlay Auto Services. Great mechanics and technicians. Exceptional customer service with accessories galore. Champlay Auto Services is your one-stop shop. They are your auto champions. You name it, they can fix it. Champlay Auto Services. Eastern Main Road, opposite Carib. Call 662-6545. And like us on Facebook. Champlay Auto Services. We do it all. Escape the city and conduct your meetings and business activities at the Cascadia. 
All modern conference rooms are the ideal space to facilitate innovative and productive meetings. Corporate packages include spacious conference rooms, Wi-Fi, food and drinks, and meeting equipment. The way we conduct business is changing, and we at Cascadia understand your changing business needs. Contact us to discuss your package, 623-3518 or 798-5730, or email marketing at CascadiaHotel.com. Daddy said it was our special love. I told my granny, but she didn't help. He was so nice when we talked online. I threw up again. I just can't sleep. I failed my test. I missed school last week. Now he wants pictures of my body. I have a right to the feet. Stop hurting me. Please. Don't keep child abuse a secret. If you see something, say something. Report it today at 996. A message from the Children's Authority of Trinidad and Tobago and the European Union United Nations Spotlight Initiative.
I hear the sounds of Swabby and a track called God is a Trinity. Yeah, we'll hear that a lot heading towards hurricane season come the 1st of June. News to people now. <laughs> Who the hell comes down to the blasted so hurricane season? You're sick. Let's One see. How many more days to the hurricane season? I'm just checking here. You got three and a half One weeks. Talk to a therapist. <laughs> three and a half weeks. Anyway, Rich. I don't know where Paul right, so disappeared to. Show. I just wanted, of course, to say um, that theatre is on this weekend. Ladies' Room is at Cipriani College in Valsane this weekend, Saturday at 8.30 p.m., Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Of course, it's Mother's Day weekend. Tickets are available at Electronics Arima, Friends of Marabella in Chagonas, and Friends of Marabella in Piaco Plaza in Trinity for the Trinity area. So Trinity and Chagonas, Friends of Marabella, had you covered. Uh, if you're in the Q-Rep area, of course, the Pet Butler mm-hmm. at number one, Harris Street in Q-Rep. That's where you can get tickets in the Q-Rep area. If you're in the Tunapuna area, of course, it's Jabili Rawe next door to Hussain's Roti Shop. If you're in the Port of Spain area, of course, it is K-Squared Fashions in West Mall on the ground floor of West Mall, opposite, I believe, Optometrist today in that area there. And, of course, in the Valsain area, you can get tickets at Cipriani College from 12 noon to 6 p.m. daily. That's where the main box office is. So you can get tickets there. You can also get tickets at Val Park Shopping Plaza at Anthony's Florals, which is just under Val Park Chinese Restaurant. It's on the ground floor right under that Chinese restaurant. I went in there yesterday. It's a beautiful shop. It is. Anthony's Floral, Florals um, at Val Park Shopping Plaza. So tickets are also available at Cipriani College. The box office is open from 12 noon to 6 p.m. You can check Facebook RSRR Productions for details. And you can also buy tickets online via bank transfer. You can go into RSRR Productions on Facebook and use. you can see how to execute that route. Have a fantastic Thursday. The weekend begins tonight, people, at the second after midnight. And be safe whatever you do. And remember to smile and laugh. It's good for your health. All right, Richie Rich, thank you so much. Have a great day. Be safe in all that you do, all right? Of course, Sir Charles, he's in. He's followed by third base. Base O, I see him so long. So long, I see him. David McIntyre, so long, I see him. Richard Norris, so long, I see Folks, give it a lock on, all right? Lots of store for you today. Today is Throwback Thursdays with Sir Charles. She'll be here in all the oldies, all right? As I always say before I go, please adopt, please donate to the various animal shelters throughout Trinidad and... What, what, Richard? What, what, what? Oh. I know that finger is not being used by indicator. No, no. See you, Rich. All right, Rich. Yes, please adopt, please donate to the various animal shelters throughout Trinidad and Tobago. Non-government funded, I just want to let you know that. You can come to the Petter Butler, we're at number one Harry Street in Kira. 
Get your tickets for ladies' room. We got some for Saturday and Sunday. So pick up tickets. We close at 6 p.m. We're open right now. We close at 6 p.m. I can call 610-8725. All right, so please donate. We have a donation bin, little bucket as well. That we'll probably give out the... Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. Right next two weeks, I'll have to donate it because it's getting filled. Thank you so much, guys. All right, so check out the pet butler, number one, Harris Street in Kirap. Harris Street on the southern main road in Kirap is just east. All right, it's opposite Farm Road, if you know where that is. So it's in the Harris, we're right there. Have a good day, folks. And be safe. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.